Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once I was on the show, I kind of used that as like my 15 minutes of fame, like a Super Bowl commercial. Right. A lot of people did something different than everyone else was doing. I used that as a platform to promote my company. You're doing all this at 17. You became a millionaire at 15, right? I became a millionaire at six. At six? Six years old. What? Yeah, I was named one of the self-made millionaires in the Guinness Book of World Records. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm your host as always, Sean Kelly. We're here on the Digital Social Hour. Very special guest today. It's her first podcast, Isabella Barrett. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I went uh, to Dream Racing yesterday, so I just came off of the Las Vegas racetrack. Okay. Did you win? Um, it wasn't really a race. My fastest lap time was 107, one minute and seven seconds. So Whoa. it's pretty good. That's fast. Yeah. So you were going like over 100. Yeah, I was going 100 around almost every turn, and then <laughs> I hit 170 on the straightaway. <laughs> What's it like going on a turn going 100? Because I get freaked out going 40 on a turn sometimes. Okay, so that's what I thought. Like, you know, driving on the street and doing 100 is very different than driving on a track because a track is a controlled space. Okay. Um, I also had an instructor with me as well, you know, mm. telling me when to slow down and do whatever. But um, it was it was crazy. I was I went in there. Listen, I'm a car enthusiast. Yeah, my adrenaline was rushing. I was so excited to do it. And then when I got there, it was like it went by so fast. I felt like I wasn't even doing 90 around the turns. I was going like I felt like I was going like 40. Wow, which car were you in? The 911 GT3. Ooh, 2022. Man, so you love those nice cars. I love cars. Which ones Just do you in- own? So I just turned 17 in August, so I'm getting ready to get my first car. It's a lot getting your first car, so I don't know what I want to get. Okay, I'm a big BMW fan, so I currently really want the M4 CSL. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know what that is. I'm not too good at cars. Beautiful car. It's okay. just overall beautiful. The bot, everything is beautiful. Um, I definitely would own a GT3 RS, though. And, um, yeah, I just, I have... um, a big team Mm -hmm. so i work with this company called straight up driven and they it's an exotic car company so they do like car mates and stuff so i've driven lambos i've driven i8s i've driven aston martins i've driven track hawks oh a track hawk is another one i haven't even heard of that one it's a jeep with a supercharged motor it's crazy you're doing all this at 17 you became a millionaire at 15 right i became a millionaire at six at six six years old what yeah i was named one of the self-made millionaires in the guinness book of world records how did you do that at six so I started off on the hit show 
toddlers and tiaras. Yeah. Um, and then I was named one of the self-made millionaires when I, uh, once I was on the show, I kind of used that as like my 15 minutes of fame, like a Super Bowl commercial. Right. A lot of people know the show as like a negative show and like drama. But really what I did is I kind of did something different than everyone else was doing. I used that as a platform to promote my company. Mm -hmm. So when they were like, hey, you want to be on the show? I was like, yeah, of course, you know. This was a great idea from my mom as well. She, uh, she was, it was her idea. Basically, I had a jewelry factory. We manufactured jewelry for Dance Moms, Chloe and Maddie, MTV. Mm -hmm. And basically, I had toddlers and Sierras follow me there and basically show what I do. Mm. It was a great promotion for my business. So that took off, made over six figures. And then from there, I took the money that I was making from that company. And either, you know, you give all your money to the government or you invest it. Right. So I did angel investing, which is basically where you can go on these, these websites and you'll find small businesses that are hurting in funds, but they're great businesses. Mm -hmm. So I have 10 companies that you probably wouldn't even know that I own mm. or have a stake in because it's angel investing. You invest in companies that you think will do well. You so, did that at six? Okay, well, <laughs> I kind of I skipped the timeline. So at six, I was on Toddlers and Tiaras. By seven, um, they were filming the show in my jewelry factory. By eight years old, my jewelry factory, uh, my jewelry company was picked up by MTV, Bravo, Dance Mom. So then that's where it took off. And then we were doing dance convention conventions since till I was about 10 years old. And then by 11, um, that's when I really started to have my boom. You know, mm -hmm. I was famous when TV made people famous, not right. Instagram, not YouTube, not any of that. So basically when people are like, oh, like you're just famous on Instagram. No, I was famous way before that. I, I Shout out to today's sponsor, Rocket Money. Guys, you ever feel like money's just flying out of your account? Well, this app might be able to help you because there's something called subscriptions that are eating at your bank account every single month. And there's apps you don't know about delivery apps streaming services you name it you're probably getting charged a monthly fee by a lot of companies and you don't even know you can see all your subscriptions in one place on the rocket money app and you can cancel all the unwanted subscriptions with one tap they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months and negotiate your bills to be even lower by up to 20 percent all you got to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest Rocket Money is a personal finance app that basically finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. They help you monitor your spending and they help you lower your bills. Rocket Money has been a great experience for me personally. They've saved me money, um, hundreds of dollars on bills. They were able to go through all of my credit cards, all of my bank statements, see what I was paying for on a monthly basis. And I found a ton of stuff that I don't even use, honestly. I had an Xbox Game Pass that was being charged monthly. I don't even play games. That one was years old and they also lowered some of my bills. My phone bill and my Wi-Fi bill were pretty high. They were over 150 bucks a month and they were able to cut down on those prices. So all in all, shout out to Rocket Money, great product. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash DSH. That's rocketmoney.com slash DSH. Link will be in the description below. I work hard for what I do. Yeah. You know, like I have a real business. I have actual bank accounts that can prove that I'm real and not right. just from YouTube and stuff. But um, yeah. And honestly, it was probably one of the best things I ever did. And I'm glad that I did it because mm. I wouldn't be where I am now. But also, I think it's important. A lot of people are like, oh, like you're famous. You just do that. Like, don't you get sick of it? A, no, I don't get sick of it because, you know, it's fun for me. It's not a job because I get up every day and I love, you know, I love designing clothes. I love racing. I love doing all that stuff. So basically, all the things you see of me on my Instagram or YouTube or out there is really who I am in person. Mm. 
but I also live like the Hannah Montana life. We were just talking about this. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a penthouse in New York where I'll go, and when I do business, I stay there. And then I also have a house in Rhode Island where I go. I'm a normal person. I have a jet ski. I ride four-wheelers. I hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I do everything the normal person would. So cool. a lot of people get that twisted. but It's cool to see you going down this path because a lot of people that experience fame at a young age, I mean, you know what happens. Yeah. But you're, you seem like you're doing well. Yeah, I, I'm incredibly grateful for where I am today, and I don't think I'd trade it for anything. That's awesome. Do you still talk to anyone from Toddlers and TRs? Um, it's been a while since I've talked to a lot of them. Um, I'm actually really close friends with one of them, Eden Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually modeled in my show at New York Fashion Week. Nice. Which was great. Yeah, it's, this was my, I think, 17th season at Fashion Week. Wow. Yeah. You had your own show? Yeah, I have a clothing line, and we show at Fashion Week. We do uh, New York Fashion Week, Miami Fashion Week, LA, LA Fashion Week is coming up soon, too. Nice. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, and hopefully Paris Fashion Week one day. That's wow. my goal, yeah. I didn't know there was all of these. I've only heard of New York. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of one, a, a lot of fashion weeks. Uh, Miami Swim Week is probably the best. That's the best one. Uh, New York is better for like, New York gets a lot of the big, the big people. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami Fashion Week is more for the vibe. Got it. Yeah. So what goes down at these? Like you have your own show and people are there to maybe purchase your product basically? Yeah, so it's like, um, it's like a website in person. So basically all the clothes that are for sale on my website are going to walk down the runway. It's basically for like, you know, people come and watch the shows to see different fashions. So they'll come, they'll watch my show, they'll watch everyone else's show. And then whatever products they end up liking, you know, my logo's on the back with my name. Mm. They can go on the website, you know, and order what they want. Um, But it, it sounds very simple. It's not. The preparation starts about six months to a year in advance because you have to plan almost I have a lot of models that love to model for me Um, so I think my biggest show was 69 models so imagine planning 69 models all different outfits yeah it's hectic that's insane yeah so you need to hire like a full-on event team oh yeah we have to be honest I've learned that you're you you know best about your own company right Mm -hmm. so you can hire a team you can hire whatever you want but at the end of the day it's what you know it's what you want to do, you do it, right. right? So I can hire a team. I I have a team, yes, but I choose to do things on my own just because I know it's going to go the way I want it to go. That makes sense. You. And are you yourself modeling these or you just hire So, people? okay, this is one of my biggest things that I talk about. Um, you don't have to be the face of your brand to have a brand, mm. right? So, like... I make, po- I make products for myself, but I also make it for everyone else. And if people just see me being the face of my brand, where's that going to get me? Right. You know, People are going to be like, oh, it's just her brand. Like, No, it, mm. it's really important to have other people as well. But another big thing is you don't have to have a physical product. Like, You can have more of a service, mm-hmm. which is another big thing I talk about too. Um, you can build a product that you don't have to be a face of. So when you... If, say one day you wake up and you don't go to work the next day. Your brand should still be able to go on without you, right? right. Because you're not the face of your brand, which is also important. So like if you didn't, if you didn't um, come to work tomorrow, would your podcast still run? Yeah. Right. I got a team, yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's how you are able to sell your company. That's that's really what you can call a business. It's yeah. not a business if it, can't run, if it can't run without you. Absolutely. And most people, they have to be there. For their business to run mm-hmm. so they right. never get to that point where right they could take a week off right yeah um so you're 18 you said 17 17 yeah so you're still in school yeah i um <laughs> i actually just became homeschooled i was in public school up oh, until yeah? my uh my junior year what was that like 
I loved it. I'd yeah. go back to it. Yeah, it's just I'm getting so busy now that I really don't have time to go to school. I'm always traveling. Mm. Um, but I loved public school. It was great. It was a great experience, you know, to keep me grounded and normal. And mm. I think, you know, if if you have not gone to if anyone hasn't gone to public school, <laughs> you need to go to public school because it's just an experience that I think everyone needs to have in order to be grounded and not be so like it, it taught me that I'm not like it taught me how to not be selfish, mm. like in a way, like I don't walk around bragging about what I have mm -hmm. because I'm not saying because I went to public school, but because I was around people who, you know, didn't have as much as I did. I was friends with people who are not on the same level as me at all, but you know, right. that doesn't affect me, right? Yeah. So was it hard making friends? Cause you're probably having different conversations, I'd say. Yeah. So I get this question a lot more than you would think. Yeah. Um, making friends for me is pretty easy because I know how to keep my life separate. Like when I go to New York and, you know, I go to all these places, that's a separate life from when I'm at home, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm at home, I have I have a ton of friends at home as well. Um, but making friends with me for me isn't really hard because I've always been taught to be myself and, you know, be who I am and people will love me for me. So obviously I'm not in school like, oh, yeah, just strictly business, you know, like a nerd. Definitely not that. But um, yeah. no, I wouldn't say it's hard for me to make friends. I'm pretty I'm pretty friendly and nice to get to know a lot of people persuade me as like a stuck up self-centered you know 17 year old yeah. rich girl which is not the case at all like i'm so humble and so nice like okay. my mom tells me all the time my mom's definitely the mean one i'm really like the nice one so i don't speak up like if yeah. something's wrong and like i don't like something i won't so say you're anything. shy i wouldn't say i'm shy i'm definitely not shy i just don't speak up because i'm yeah. i just don't want to come across mean i mm. guess I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So what was like your, your clique in high school? Like what, what group were you in? I was definitely with more of the, I was cheer captain. So you so. were in the popular group. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> you said it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was cheer captain all through middle school and high school. But high school, I was not cheer captain because when you go from middle school to high school, it's two different cheer teams. So I okay. was cheer captain in middle school. I was on the cheer team in high school. Um, I was definitely among the popular people. Yeah. People definitely wanted to be friends with me. But don't get me wrong, I still had a lot of like, you know, friends that were in the other groups. Okay. That's sort of where I was too. Yeah. I was in a in a few groups. Yeah. It was interesting, man. You're but see, to I don't I don't like like groupings. Like, yeah. I don't like that. I honestly like I know the world we live in, not everyone's gonna agree with me, but like everyone should just be civil. Mm. You know? I like that. Like you don't have to be like, oh my god, let's hang out, but like you can be friends. Like, why that's, can't? Like, yeah, that's how I was. But then people would give me, you know, slack, I guess, for hopping. Like, you know why what? are you hanging out with those kids? I got that one time and I said, you're not going to tell me who I can and can't be friends with because <laughs> you don't like them. Like, yeah. that's just not that's just not how it's going to be, you know? Yeah. So is college in the cards for you or are you going to skip it? Yeah. So, OK, I'm in that predicament right now. I'm like at the stage where like, OK, I got to get ready for college. I got to finish high school. You know, I'm transitioning. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to continue what I'm doing. Um Fashion is definitely my biggest thing. Racing is my biggest thing right now. So I'm still on the way to figure out what I want to do for college. Yeah. But definitely want to stay on the path I'm in right now because this is probably, um, you know, I've, I've built a successful name for myself. Yeah. So why would I go on and do something else like be a teacher or something, you know? It's cool to see you in such two different industries, like right. fashion and racing. I've never seen that before. <laughs> it's, it's different. You know, it's definitely yeah. different. Um, but you know what I say? It's like I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like work to me. You know, I'm a car enthusiast, so I definitely want to get more into the car stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but fashion is definitely my number one. 
it's cool to see you found this passion at such a young age. Some people go their whole lives and they don't find like that purpose. Yeah. But you're 17 already. Seemingly. I definitely have to give credit to my mom. <laughs> you know, I, I have to give you credit. Um, but shout out to moms out there. Yeah. Shout out to all the moms out there. They do a lot. Trust yeah. me. Shout out to my mom. She watches every episode and comments. Hi, mom. <laughs> I love my mom. Oh, me yeah. too. I was shopping yesterday and, you know, my mom is my, I can't, I'm going to give you the title, mom. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. My mom is my stylist. Okay. She does have very good taste and style. I hate to admit it. Why do you hate to admit that? <laughs> it's just a thing we have. Like she's always like, okay, oh, you got to give it to me. Like my style's good. And like, you know, it's like we're like best friends. So it's not like mm -hmm. a mom and daughter relationship. It's more like we're like besties so i was in a store yesterday by myself and i was like oh my god i wish i had my mom like i need like her mm. opinion like i think my mom is definitely like my best friend nice yeah so she she really influenced your fashion sense. yeah she definitely influences me the most um did she do all this fashion week stuff when she was your age too so my mom was she competed in pageants she i come from a long line of successful entrepreneurs mm -hmm. i live in an italian family it's pretty big nice. um so she used to work on federal hill which is in rhode island um and then she competed in miss rhode island usa so mm. she was miss rhode island so and then she was on a bravo tv show wow. and now she is a boss woman like now she She's a PR manager, mm -hmm. so she manages a lot of amazing companies. She manages Fashion Week. Wow. Yeah. She manages uh, Straight Up Driven, that company I was talking to you about, mm -hmm. um, the exotic car company. So she's also in the car scene as well, nice. which is fun. Um, but she does still freak out when I go like 80 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. That's Love my cool. mom. Did you ever enter any of those uh, pageants, those beauty pageants? I was on Toddlers and Tiaras, which is a beauty pageant show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I started in pageants when I was younger. And then once I kind of saw like the... Ha See, the one thing that my mom taught me was always make everything a positive experience. Mm. If I get a negative question, make it positive, you know? So once I... Um, promoted my brands on the television tiaras mm -hmm. and I kind of kickstarted that for myself on reality TV. I kind of took a step away from that because, you know, I feel like reality TV doesn't get you very far. Hmm. Um, so once I built my product, I became very successful with that. And then after I became successful with that, I kind of just continued investing, making my own companies and keep kept on building a name for myself. Interesting. So yeah. reality TV only lasted me a little while. But, you know, I still do shows here and there. I have a show on Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. reality show. Okay. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I would say that reality TV is nothing you can depend on for uh, income. I agree. Just based off the ones I've seen, it seems like very few people actually make a lot of money off it. Yeah. Like other than the Kardashians and maybe a few other big ones. Yeah. The Kardashians have made it very hard to be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, they really set the tone with their show. Even my girl watches it and I'll... I'll I'll even watch it. I'm like, why yeah. am I watching Why this? am I watching No, it's good though. Yeah, it's like addicting. Right. Yeah. But see, that's what reality TV is. Yeah. Addicting. But do you think it's, I mean, I don't want to throw any, anyone under the bus, but is it scripted? So a lot of it is not, mm -hmm. but some scenarios are. I would say the Kardashians are pretty much, um, like, I wish I knew Kim on a personal basis. You'll get there. <laughs> Hopefully. I really hope so. Um, a lot of people tell me I'm a mini Kylie Jenner, which is a really big compliment. Um, I feel like, you know, 
it depends. A lot of reality TV is scripted. I feel like the Kardashians was not scripted very much. Mm -hmm. I think that was definitely real. Um, you could see the clips too. They're like, the film crew is just there. Yeah. Like that's kind of what TV is. You know, I feel like nowadays nobody wants a scripted BS. Like, yeah, you could kind of tell. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it's invasive when you're filming your show? Like they're just following you everywhere? I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> I do feel like it's a little bit invasive, but I love it. At the end, it's all worth it when the videos come out, you know, and it really, that's really the only way to showcase who you truly are without mm -hmm. being scripted, right? Is to just have a camera on you 24 seven. Yeah. So. so how do you divide all your time? Because you're getting homeschooled. You got like three different businesses. Yeah. So like I said, when I, um, this doesn't feel like work to me because I love it. It's mm -hmm. like I wake up and I have fun every day. So I do have like a, a set regimen. You know, I have to do school every day. Um, and then there's time for my clothing line. I have to ship out all my orders. Again, like I said, I have a team, but I still like to do everything myself mm -hmm. um, because it's always good to be hands-on in your own company, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I have a set regimen. You know, a schedule is very important. I talk about this. Um, I'm also, actually, I have a book. I had a book coming out called The Teen's Guide to Business, but then everyone was like, hey, no teens read books. <laughs> so now I'm kind of going um, down the mentorship program route. Mm. Um, I have this thing on my Instagram. It's called Business with Bella, where I talk about a lot of business tips. And one of the things I talk about is having a schedule. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, like I, I try, I have a schedule, and I just don't fall. It's important to get in that habit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you forget something. Like if I forgot the biggest part of my day, you know, that falls on me, right? So I yeah. think. A schedule is very important for Super you. Super well. important. Yeah. I used to try to be cool and not use a calendar or anything. But Same. Nah, I, when I was in high school, beginning of high school, sophomore year, and yeah. freshman year, I used to try to be so cool. <laughs> never, never wrote down what I had to do for homework. Never yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. And then. Nah, you realize it's just hurting you. Like yeah, you realize for real. Like yeah. I would miss meetings and look like a complete. Like, yeah. It's not worth it. But uh, I saw you just met Jack Harlow. Oh my god. I'm gosh. jealous. How was that? So my mom, sorry mom, my mom has a really big crush on Jack Harlow. <laughs> so she's we were on the red carpet at the Kids' Choice Awards and my mom's like, Bella, guess who's behind you? I'm like, who? You know, I was thinking like maybe like Charlie D'Amelio or something. Yeah. She goes, Jack Harlow. I said, What? And actually it was super cool. He's such a su uh, super cool guy. He's mm -hmm. huge. Like like I was like, Hi. Like Is that tall? Yeah, he's pretty tall. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um but so he was walking by with his manager and I was like, hey, Jack, like, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And his manager was like, no, sorry, he has to go. And he was like, no, like, I'm going to take a picture with her. So he was he was super sweet. I didn't get to conversate with him at all because mm -hmm. he was in a rush. Um, but Jack, if you're watching, I would love to have a conversation. Yeah, that'd be big. Do you have yeah. plans on getting in the music space? So I got in the music space a little bit. It's not my favorite. Um, again, if you're going to do something, love it, yeah. love it or leave it. Right. So the music isn't something that I love. I did just come out with a song okay. with one of my friends, Alex Freeman. Um, it's called Best Friends. We actually, funny story, we made it. I went to her house. She lives in Florida. So I went to her house for a week and it was like 2 a.m. We were sitting there all night trying to brainstorm from like 9 p.m. And we were like, we can't do it. So here comes 2 a.m. It's like the goofy hour. We're overtired. And yeah. then we just started just saying things, saying things. <laughs> and then we ended up making a song about... Um, a girl liking her boyfriend, her boyfriend's best friend. Mm. So, boyfriend's best friend. 
Yeah, it's a little harsh. Sounds like it's based off. Not a true story. (laughs) Not a true story. Trust me, it is not a true story. Um, It was just kind of like we were just like talking and just talking about our friends and stuff. And then that's we really came up with it like that. Man, dating must be hard for you because you're so mature for your age. So, yeah, I don't really talk about my dating life much. Yeah. Um, I prefer to keep my private life private. That makes sense. I just. But you know who you are. Oh, God. Shots fired if you're watching this. (laughs) So you mentioned Miami Swim Week was your favorite. Why do you like that one so much? So this was only my second time. uh, Yeah, my second time doing Miami Swim Week. So it was new to me. Something new. I love new things. Mm -hmm. Um, It was fun. I love the atmosphere. It's it's Miami, right? Yeah. You go to Miami, it's like party city, right? Um, New York Fashion Week probably tops. I take back what I said. New York Fashion Week tops Miami Fashion okay. Miami Swim Week um, for me personally, just because that's where I originated mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of my crowd is from. So um, Miami Swim Week is just it's just more for the vibe. I just love like that. You're a party girl. Swim week. No, <laughs> I'm not a party girl. You know, I'm all business. Yeah, strictly business. Um, I can have fun sometimes though. Okay. You know, that's always fun. But I love Miami so much. It's just a vibe for me. Yeah. I just love Miami. Except the weather. It's just so hot. The humidity. So I mean, with your hair, it must be tough to maintain there. My hair, you know, all the girls with their spray tan, sweating. It's just, yeah. it never goes down very well. I'm like taking like six showers a day in Miami. Yeah. Because like you don't like to feel like sticky. It's gross. Yeah, I feel that. Are you going to stick with New York or do you want to move anywhere? You travel a lot. I travel a lot. Um, personally, I would never live in L.A., yeah? No, wow. I couldn't. I just, I've been there enough to where I'm like, mm, I feel like it's very Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very fake. Hear that I a just, lot. I just wouldn't live there. I'm used to like, I grew up in the, not country, but like the suburbans. So, Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. I yeah. grew up there. So I kind of just like, I probably would never leave there. I'd always have that as like my home base. Mm-hmm. But you know, I definitely, you know, would get places in Miami. I really want a place in Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have a place in New York already, but that's probably the only three places. Something about East Coast people. I just, it, it attracts me to them because I grew up in Jersey. Yeah. And I tried moving to LA for five months. I no, hated it. I, we went there for, my longest trip there was about for almost a month mm-hmm. and I just wanted to go home. A month in LA. Yeah. Yeah. A I'm month in LA that. was like, <laughs> It was, it was like, it wasn't torture. Like I had a great time. I yeah. was surrounded by really great people, but it's just like, man, it's just LA. It's, different since it's the, so different. Since the it's pandemic. coming from the East coast. Like, yeah, just people are different. They're yeah. fake. Like you mentioned, it's, right. it's like a weekend trip for me, Max. And days. it's like, everyone has like secret animosity. <laughs> like, yeah. like you can, like, I can be talking to you as like my best friend one day. And the next day I'm hearing that you're like, Oh my god, ew, like she's so like fake and ugly. Yeah. Like, that's how it is in LA. Yeah, there's, there's and really like I went there and I am not like the party type, like I said. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'll hang out, like we can go to dinner, we can go to the club, like we can go party, but like I'm not gonna get like blackout drunk, right? Yeah. So I was friends with this group of people and you know, I thought I was good friends with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going there, I always keep myself farther back. Like, we can be friends, but, like, I need to, like, see how you move first, Mm -hmm. right? So I go there, and, you know, I'm thinking these people are my friends. Like, we're going to all these events together. We're going to do this and that. And then um, as soon as I hung out with this person, they were like, "Mm, like, you're not our friend anymore. Whoa. Yeah, I I was like, I didn't do I didn't even do anything wrong. Like, they're just so sensitive, and they think, like, everyone's for them out there. Yeah. Damn. But I don't want to talk too much about them. I do have some great people in LA. Shout out to you guys. Um, 
But how do you stay so locked in, so disciplined? Where do you get this work ethic from? It's impressive. My mom. Yeah. Yeah, she's taught me a lot. Um, I also have teaching taught myself a lot. I've learned the hard way. Uh, I I asked my mom to let me learn the hard way about my friends. Mm -hmm. I learned real quick. Um, oh, so she knew, but she didn't tell you. Well, she knew she would tell me, but like I'm I'm a teenager. I'm like, mom, just leave it. Like that's my like that's my friend. She wouldn't do that to me. Yeah, she would. Right. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, she would. So. I think I learned myself, which is the best thing I ever did, was being able to learn everything myself. And um, there's still a lot more to learn. I'm only 17 years old, and I've probably only learned half of the dictionary. Yeah, I mean. Not I the actual dictionary, but, like, you get the I life dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, so it must be tough to maintain. Do you have, like, that one friend that's been with you yeah. from the start? Oh, yeah. I, okay. have, I have two key friends who I model with, Macy and Macy Brooks and Sabrina. Shout out to you guys. I love you so much. Um, they're, like, my soul sisters. I wouldn't trade them for the world. We, are all, we all live in different states. Sabrina lives near me on mm -hmm. the East Coast, and Macy lives in Tennessee. Um, but they are my soul sisters. And then I have about two key friends at home. I like to keep my circle small. Small yeah. circle's better. Less people to talk about you. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm I didn't mean to way. swear on here, but sorry. No, I'm the um, same way for sure. Yeah, definitely. I keep my circle small. Yeah, because you probably have people trying to get in your circle all the time. Oh, all the time. With your all, success. And all the time. And like, like, that's great. Like, we can be friends, but like, my circle's small. You your know? guard's up. Yeah. yeah. My guard's always up. Yeah, I keep mine on one hand. That's the rule I give people. Yep. Because once it gets more than that. It's like... This one's mad that you didn't talk to them today. And then the other one's mad that you didn't hang out and you hung out with this one and not that one. And then yeah. it's just like, it's, it's, a, it's a whole whole shebang. Absolutely. Anything else you want to promote or talk about? Yeah. So basically my biggest thing is to try to teach kids how to start their own business. That's a lot of the questions I get because I'm young and I'm an entrepreneur and I have my own business. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to talk about a few key things. So I, again, I said build a product that you don't have to be the face of and a business that can run without you. Mm -hmm. Another thing is be consistent and persistent. Um, that's my biggest thing. And you don't have to have a physical product to mm -hmm. have a business, right? So I'll tell you a little story. So a couple weeks ago in my neighborhood, I live in the suburbs. This was in Rhode Island. There's this, these two boys that came knocking on our door every day. Hey, can we, mow, can we mow your lawn? Hey, can we rake your leaves every day? My mom's persistent. She said, no, no, no. Like, we don't need it. We don't need it. Then here comes the winter time. We get a lot of snow there. It's the snow. My mom's like, hey, we should hit up those kids, mm. you know, to um, shovel the driveway. Mm -hmm. They're booked and busy now. Wow. They're booked and busy. They've got other clients now. So really, like, if you want to start a business, you don't have to have a physical product. If you're good at, you know, Instagram, do that, you know, hire, work for somebody as their manager. Like, mm -hmm. this is my biggest thing. Would you, if we went out there right now and we asked, you know, five random people, would you rather have a 17-year-old manage your Instagram or a 45-year-old? What's your answer? 17-year-old. <laughs> right, because, you know, they're good at it. They sit there almost every day and, uh, you know, on Instagram doing, that's what they're good at. So that's what I always say. Like, you don't have to have a product to have a business. Mm -hmm. Um a service is great. You're good at dog walking. Be a dog walker. If you're, you know, you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad you're promoting this mindset at such a young age to teenagers because yeah. I got made fun of in high school for doing business. Really? For doing entrepreneurship. Well whoever, well, whoever did that, I'm sure they're not much farther in life. Well, yeah, they're nine to fivers. But like that back then, it was like yeah. weird to do entrepreneurship, I yeah. guess. In I feel high like. School. I feel like when I was in um, elementary school and I was just starting to be on the reality TV boom. A lot of people looked at me weird because they were like, oh, like she wears makeup and hair extensions and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, 
and I was always looked at weird. And then I never, I feel like I learned at a young age to brush things off. Don't let things get mm-hmm. to you because the more they get to you, that's what people want. Like they say exactly. things, they say things to get to you, 100%. you know? So yeah, like sometimes I'd go home and cry. Like that's, that's a normal life, right? But I think keeping your guard up and being a strong human being is the most important, especially in business. Because mm-hmm. a hundred times I've had things that have failed. I had this company called Bear in a Box mm-hmm. and the National Florist picked it up. It was basically where um, there's a company like it now, but it was a bear in a box. So you could send like a breakup bear mm. with flowers or like, a, you cool. know, I want to be your boyfriend bear with flowers. And it got picked up and then it absolutely failed. But mm. I didn't give up. I had other businesses that failed as well. I had um, a zipper couture. It was called zipper couture. Um, it was like you hooked it like on your zipper and it was like a cute little charm. Failed. Mm. But you know what? I learned that you, you can't just give up. Like you can't just drop it all. All right, I failed. Like I'm done. Like I quit. You yeah. know? part of the game if you're not failing you're not learning that's how you become a better person yeah every successful person fails yeah. and fails a lot mm-hmm. but yeah the hate thing used to get to me too but now i realize if you're getting some hate usually it's good yeah usually you're onto something my mom always says uh any press is good press mm. i agree but i disagree um that goes along with like the whole getting canceled thing but yeah. any press is good press in a way yeah there's levels yeah, yeah. i think there's certain lines you don't want to cross but right Overall, it's a good statement. Yeah, I yeah. Say. But yeah, it's been super fun. Um, where can people find you and learn more about you? Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at Isabella Barrett one two three. Um, I'm all over social media. My Instagram is my biggest platform. I post on there every single day. Um, so stay tuned for the car content. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you can find me on YouTube, Isabella Barrett, and then my company, House of Beretti, uh, www.houseofberetti.com, and also my website, bellaberetti.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Isabella. Great episode. Thanks for watching, guys, and I'll see you next time.